All right, I think we're recording. What's up, dude? What's happening? Are we live and uh, in living color right now? I, I, I guess. Is that, what, is that what it's called? Yes, that's what the internet's called now, in living color. I like it. I like it. Man, it's cool that we can uh, do this, that this is possible. It's pretty neat. Back in my day, um, we had these big rotary phones, and we had to, we had to like put our finger in a slot and dial it around and wait for it to crank back and then dial it again. <laughs> my grandparents, I actually know something about rotary phones because yeah. my grandparents for the longest time had an active one until just a, about a year or two ago in their garage. Wow. And I used to call people on it because I thought it was cool. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's cool, but maybe now nowadays it would be cool if you had one. But Well, it's kind of like that, that idea that like tape players are coming back into style. Yes. You know what I mean? And like record players, those kind of never went out of – well, I mean, they probably kind of went out of style for a little bit, but now they're everybody, – right. everybody my age has to have a record player now or you're not a cool millennial. Right. And I want to, and it's mainly because I – I mean, that's what I had first. Yeah. That's showing my age, but that's, you know, back in the late <laughs> 70s, early 80s, I was using a record player and listening to all my parents' records, which were terrible. Uh, stupid selection of records but <laughs> i'm just kidding there was some cool stuff in there but most of it was stuff i don't really listen to yeah yeah well anyways it is pretty cool that you know we're able to do this and and hopefully for anybody watching um mike and i are basically basically gonna uh act like this is one of our our podcast sessions our podcast recordings and so um for those of you that uh are watching this and have never listened to one of our podcasts, uh, that's okay. We forgive you. Um, and, uh, and you probably never will again, but <laughs> thanks for watching this one time. <laughs> but uh, we, the way that this is going to work is basically um, Mike writes a devotional every week, uh, which actually a lot of, a lot of people in our church, whether they have listened to our podcast or not, a lot of people in our church might listen uh, or, or read your devotional. I get a lot of great feedback from it. Cool. And uh, so basically those devotionals that Mike writes um, in just a minute, we'll have Mike actually read his most recent devotional uh, to us. And then Mike and I will just have a discussion about it and kind of, We'll get to hear a little bit about um, the inspiration that kind of uh, Mike used to write what he wrote um, and then kind of go from there and, and just kind of have a little bit more of an in-depth discussion on, on uh, scripture. So uh, Mike wrote on Matthew 25, I believe. Uh, Not to be confused yeah. with Matthew 25 ministries. I just want to make sure you know. Okay, got it. That, that's uh, a different thing. It's a different thing. Also, I have a question: Is this when this is over? Is this going to be on the YouTube machine? Yeah, we'll put this on YouTube. Now uh, we're gonna um, send the link out to uh, all of our church probably via email, uh, but then we'll also post all over social media and stuff. So, if you're watching this, that means you've already probably accessed this via one of those ways email or whatever and if you're not it doesn't matter that we're saying this anyway <laughs> exactly it's so weird to speak into the future does that make sense 
It's like time travel, but from the past. <laughs> yeah. Is that how that works? I think so, yes. Okay. It's kind of paradoxical, but. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. How long has it been since you and I have hung out together in person? Uh, well, let's see. Last well. week, I was down all week. Sick. Right. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you're listening to this and you're one of the people, the many people that sent cards or notes or sent messages, I prayed, thank you so much. That was cool. It was, uh, um, I was, was pretty sick. And my doctor said, um, you're one symptom away from me going down having you tested. So um, needless to say, I'm back and uh, I'm doing great. So thank you. Good. But uh, I think, man, I don't know. It's probably been almost a month since we hung out. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, which makes this, again, which makes this kind of a cool uh, opportunity. Yeah. All right. It's hard for you to hug me right now, though. It's usually the first thing on your mind. I'm coming in right now. For a hug. Uh, on, the, on the Conan show. Him and Andy, Conan and Andy used mannequin hands to make look like they were hugging each other. So maybe we can incorporate that next time. There we go. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hug for you. I told everybody in uh, one of the last videos that I sent to to our church that they better expect uh, a big bear hug for me because this whole social distancing distancing thing sucks. Did you get a lot of restraining orders sent to you? I did. I did. Okay. A, lot of, a lot of texts from people saying, hey, just watch your video. If you come at me, I will shoot you. Yeah. That's expected. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I understand. So, so I know who not to go after, who not to give a hug to. <laughs> but most people, you better be expecting a hug because it's coming. <laughs> Is that weird? <laughs> um, yeah. That's okay. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. All a little weird and just in different ways. <laughs> We're all a little weird sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's do this. Uh, let's let's <laughs> dive into this discussion. Or you and I will never get there. Good point. Yeah. So, uh, like I said a minute ago, Mike wrote his most recent devotion um, on Matthew 25. Uh, verse 21, which says, his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Uh, so Mike, if you wouldn't mind going ahead and uh, reading uh, your devotion, and then we'll discuss it. Sounds good. All right, one of the joys of reading scripture is finding recurring themes and promises that point to the character of Jesus. In the parable of the talents, Jesus tells the story of the three servants who were given talents to invest. He gave them out according to their ability. The story ends badly with one of the servants getting thrown out into the outer darkness and being called worthless. With that ending, it's hard to find joy, but it's in there. Two out of the three servants turn to profit. The one out gnashing his teeth buried his. He didn't lose any money, he just buried it. Seems like a bad ending for the guy. If you come out even on investment right now, it would seem like a win. 
The problem is that Jesus was driving at something else entirely. If God give us the means, God gives us the means to do something, it is expected that we do it. By the way, there's a reason why. Two of the servants are told to come and share in the master's happiness. The word happiness is translated from the Greek word shara. In most places, shara is translated to the word joy. And by the way, it's not quite pronounced shara, but I'm not Hebrew enough to make it sound right. So we're going to go with shara. Just like in John 15, where we are told to, to bear fruit so that we can have the joy of Jesus and our joy can be full, Jesus is driving the point home again. He wants us to use what we've been given to bear fruit, not just for the sake of bearing fruit, but so that we can share in our master's joy. Man, that's so good. Um, it was, I, I love this parable. Uh, I think this parable uh, is important. Well, obviously it's important, but I think it's one of the, the parables that, that Jesus spoke that I think people sometimes miss uh, pieces of and it, it can you hear me are you there I think you hit a bad patch I'm here yeah okay you look like you're back now would you did you hear anything that I said no, no, you might want to start that whole thought over again. Good, good. All right, <laughs> let's start over. Uh, basically, I was just saying, I think that your that this uh, devotion is is powerful. I think that this parable is one that um, <laughs> you there. Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, <laughs> you cut out just a little bit, but you're fine now. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so. <laughs> Hang on. Let's let's try something real quick. Okay. Bear with me, everybody. Are you are you stealing your neighbor's cheap internet? Is that why we can't get good yeah. reception? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I thought. Let's see if this works. It's working good now. As soon as you start to say, to say something about scripture or spiritual, it cuts out. So I know. Either, either we're under attack or your words are not safe. <laughs> <laughs> One of the two. All right, <laughs> let's just, let's continue as is. Okay. Um, I'm just going to move on and say... <laughs> was uh this is an important parable i think that sometimes people miss uh uh pieces of and and so i'm I'm glad that you took the chance to write on this one um so what you know just give us a little background kind of where the inspiration came for what you wrote in regards to this parable well like most of the things I, that get my attention, it's something that I didn't like. Like, I never liked this parable. And I just got to the end of it when I was reading through it this last week, and I thought, what? The parable ends with a guy being thrown out in the outer darkness and weeping and gnashing of teeth. And I thought, 
And we just, we're getting close to where Jesus dies, right? He's going to get arrested and then brutally murdered. And I'm thinking, can't you tell a happy story right before, just for a minute? Like, do we have to end everything so bad? So, so <laughs> it took me a minute and I, and I started reading through it again. And I thought, there's, there's another point here besides someone getting thrown out and, and being destroyed. And I thought, there's got to be a bigger point here. Or, or at least an underlying promise that that makes it worth ending with with that kind of situation. And I kept I kept noticing in the NIV translation this word happiness, sharing in the master's happiness. And I thought yeah. that's weird because I'm not, I'm not a big happiness person. Like I don't really think happiness is a is something that you can you can experience all the time. Like it's right. It's just it's something you you want to strive for and and get to but it's you you would have to be it's almost like you'd have to be on a a plane you can't sustain to be happy all the time wow so that was the first thing that that caught my attention was like okay he says happiness but uh happiness isn't something that can be full and complete it's just something that i think comes and goes but joy on the other hand uh is something that you can maintain right yeah and Usually what I'll do is I'll read the, the passage that I want to write from in a few different translations. And I noticed that other translations use the word joy. And then I started thinking, wait a second. I think I've read this story before, just told about a vine and a branch, right? So uh, I, I, I thought of the, 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 uh, the, uh, the vineyard passage and bearing fruit. And I thought, these guys, these guys were given something and they did nothing with it. And I thought, there's a parallel here, right? And then I dug a little bit deeper and realized that word happiness was translated into happiness, but it's the same word. It's the word shirah. And in both stories, both the the abiding in the vine passage and the parable of the talents, the, the, the recurring theme is using your abilities to bear fruit so that you can share in your master's joy. And I thought, man, that's it. That's the piece that makes this worth reading. <laughs> Not that anything Jesus said wasn't worth reading, right. but but it's not it's not always good for me when I read something and it's a negative ending and I'm like, come on, that the point of the gospel is not a negative ending. Why is this parable has to end so negatively? And I thought that's it, man. There, there's there's a reason why God wants us to bear fruit, and that's so that we can have His joy in us and share in His joy. So I just that that theme keeps coming up to me and. This idea that joy is attainable and it's it's uh, attainable and it's retainable. Like you you can choose to be joyful all the time and find joy in everything, but the fact that we can have God's joy in us that's next level stuff. Yeah, yeah, I love that that psalm that says, "Today is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it." I mean, there's we can choose joy. You know, we can joy is a is a it's a, it's not just a feeling. It's a, you're back. Am I back? Why is yeah. it every time I try and talk about the Bible, it cuts me off. I'm telling you. So, um, go ahead. Sorry. I'm not even going to go down that road. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just saying, um, you know, that, that scripture today is the day the Lord has made. I'll rejoice and be glad in it. I think there's a, there's a, 
a powerful truth in the midst of that where you know the writer says i will rejoice and you know i think it what you are 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 getting at is so imperative for the day that we're living in right now where there is so much chaos around us so much uh so many things causing fear and panic and so many things robbing us taking away our happiness uh taking away peace and you know the different things that um that we need in life you know to move forward and to to maintain health uh, but i think jesus then in a beautiful way multiple times draws us to this realization draws us to this truth that in him we can experience this this foundation of joy no matter what's going on around us and and it's a choice i mean it's something that we we have to choose when you choose jesus you're choosing joy you know when you choose jesus you're choosing peace so many of us are trying to choose you know whatever we feel like can bring us some temporary fix uh, in the midst of the chaos around us but jesus is just sitting there saying if you choose me you're choosing joy, you're choosing peace, you're choosing comfort, you're choosing hope, um, no matter what's going on around you. Yet we don't always choose Jesus first. And, and so I think, you know, th this idea of, of staying connected to the vine, this idea of sharing in the master's joy uh, in the, in the midst of, you know, his call for us to bear fruit in the midst of his call for us to be good stewards of uh, what he's given us. Um, I mean, like you just said a second ago, I think like, you know, imagine what in, in our humanity, you know, there's like a, there's probably a pretty high cap at what joy would be for us, but like, imagine where Jesus's joy is. You know what I mean? Like imagine where the joy of God is like and how much higher of, of a cap, how much higher of an expectation there is for the level of joy that comes with Jesus uh, than anything that we could create on our own. And so uh, I just think a, a simple, beautiful application uh, out of sort of the, you know, the first part of this and sharing in the master's joy is just, come on we gotta choose jesus first yeah everything and in the midst of that we're choosing joy we're choosing happiness we're choosing peace right uh, we're choosing comfort and hope so i think that's that's so good yeah that's great and i, and I, I don't want to i don't want to forego the, the part that we are talking about doing something with what god's given us right we are right. talking about bearing yes. fruit um so even even in these times where we are we feel like we're just stuck we can still do things we can still be who we're supposed to be in the community we can still wow. be who we're supposed to be with our family we can still reach out and bless people it's still a time where we can bear fruit right now this is this right. isn't a time where we're just in time out and we can't do anything and we're just waiting for the the levy to break so we can go back out and do what we want well, this is our time it's right. moments like this where we need to be out doing things for the community, not in a uh, in an unsafe way, right? right? We need to we need to care about each other in that way too, and do and and be safe and be smart. 
but there are ways to encourage people. You can do things for people and still stay, stay socially distant, right? And not, not, uh, not endanger anyone. Um, but that's different for everybody. Right. But, but I think it's important that we keep that, we make sure we remember that piece. Like we were, we were made for this. We were made to, to bear fruit and, and not just for the sake of, the, of bearing it. We're, so that we can share in our master's joy. It's almost as if, uh, like I'm gonna do it again. It's almost like the that fruit is the path to joy. Yeah. So 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 you want to get on that road. You want to be someone who's not just negative all the time, or someone who's not down all the time because nothing goes their way. You want to find joy. Number one, choose Jesus. Number two, bear some fruit with what you've been given. Come on. You'll, yeah. You'll find joy. Yeah. That's so good. And I feel like there's a sense that our world needs us to be the church, needs us to bear fruit now more than ever. Right. And, and we, we've been presented with an opportunity uh, when God has, has, you know, halted the world, you know, put the world on pause. He's given us as the church, as followers of him, an opportunity to, to, reflect on really what matters to slow down so that we can actually focus on the people around us. I mean, we are so busy, right? Like in our normal life, outside of all this Corona stuff, like think of how busy we are. And, and it's, I honestly believe it's often because of how busy we are as people that we don't focus on those around us, that yeah. we, we don't allow us, we don't allow ourselves to do what Jesus has called us to do because we're just hurrying to the next thing and God has given us an opportunity to stop to slow down and um and take time to 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 refocus on what matters and what matters right now is to be spending time with our families what matters right now is to uh, be reconnecting on a deep level with with God and and you know reading scripture and and you know, worshiping, you know, how, whatever that means for you at home, whatever. And it's an opportunity for us to refocus on the fact that God has called us to love the people around us. And there are people hurting. There are people more broken than ever, uh, more, more uh, caught up in anxiety because of what's going on. And we have an opportunity to do something about it. We have an opportunity to be the, you know, a lot of people are saying, man, I can't wait till we get back to, you know, what normal church was. We are, we are not going back to normal church. The church is never going to be the same. Uh, if you're just waiting on us to start gathering together again on Sundays, the way that it used to be, uh, I mean, that aspect of it might return to somewhat of a normalcy, but the world around us is different. And we're going to come out of this thing. If we aren't coming out of this thing expecting uh, to have to, to, to do more, expecting uh, to, to uh, be more available and open to, to greater needs of the people in our communities, then we're going to miss we're going to miss out on what God has called us to do and God has called us to be. Um, yeah. You know, this is something that, that I, you know, my generation has never experienced anything like this. Um, and, and most people I talk to uh, of all ages have said they've never really experienced anything like this. And so we have, there is 
there is we are not going to be going we are not going to be returning to to what we think normal is there's going to be a new normal and um we have to be ready to to be the church and to be the light and love and hope of Jesus uh, no matter what happens as we come out of this yeah and and i, I just just to clarify a point the to say we're not going to be normal and, and just going back to a to a Sunday gathering um, will not be the normal ever again. Coming out of this and learning and becoming something new isn't just this box around me being on the internet and having, right. getting together on the internet. This is something deeper that's a bit more spiritual. I mean, just like, I mean, if you go back three, four months ago, right, everybody was online freaking out about the election. Right? They acted like this was the biggest thing, the most important thing that was going to happen in their entire life, Right, which was false. This election might matter, but it's not the most important thing that's going to happen in anybody's lifetime. Right? Suddenly, we've shifted gears and now being safe, right? being, uh, being, being distant and trying to contain what's going on so that we can get a handle on it, put the election, the upcoming election and all that vitriol all that nonsense in the rearview mirror, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But but again, this uh, this idea of what's going on here right now, this pandemic, still isn't the most important thing, right? Mm-hmm. It still isn't what's most important. And as soon as we see past that, and we see how I treat my wife's the most important thing, how I raise my kids is the most important thing, uh, how I love people around me how the people that live down the street that I've never spoke to before, um, how I treat them matters, how we deal with people when we're in situations like uh, people panic buying and, and we don't have what we need and someone's panic buying. How do we react to that? Those things are far more important than the election coming up. They're far more important than this pandemic. And there's certain spiritual aspects that we're going to have to pull from this. Otherwise, we're going to be in exactly the same spot. The world's going to look at the church and everybody in it. I should stop wording it that way. The world's going to, the world's going to look at, at us as believers yeah. as a whole and say, you still are the same people you were before. And if yeah. that happens, man, we've failed. Yeah. Big failed time. big. Yeah. We've been given an opportunity. If we don't grab it and ten run with it, we've failed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and let us not forget and I think we as the church need to do a better job of also recognizing that um, even though God has called us to kind of be the love and light of Jesus to our communities, it's not like, let's take the pressure off a little bit and say, it's not necessarily just us that are trying to save people and fix people. That job is still, you know, held responsible by Jesus. And so as we love people, as we serve people, we just, we're just leading people to Jesus. And so we've been presented with an opportunity to re-engage the church in true evangelism, to re-engage the church in, in a type of service that, that wants nothing in return, but is pointing everything and everybody to Jesus. Because he's the one that can save. He's the one that can bring true joy. He's the one that can bring true hope in the midst of these times. And I think that's what we're going to see at the end of this. 
is, you know, we thought that the world was broken, you know, before this pandemic. I think when we come out of this, there's going to be so many more people kind of coming out of, of these secret places, searching for something, searching for hope somewhere. And we have to be ready to say, we know where it is. We know where it comes from. And his name is Jesus. Let me tell you about him. And, um, and so, yeah, I agree with you, bro. I think uh, this is, uh, yeah, let's, let's not forget that God's calling us to bear fruit. And one of the ways that we can, can bear fruit is, is being open, available, and aware of the times that we are in and how we can serve and love the people around us. Yes. Amen. Cool. I was waiting for an amen from you. You got it. It's first one in at least two years. Yeah. Satisfied. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, um, at the end of this, bro, you, uh, you wrote an action and a prayer. Uh, your action just says, honestly, consider the level of fruit that you are producing and ask yourself if you're experiencing joy. Um, I love what you said a few minutes ago. Uh, yes, choosing Jesus is number one, but also bearing fruit is the path to joy. And so just any other thoughts, any last thoughts on that action? Just, I mean, if you've listened to the podcast, you know how I am. I, I, I think we need to be introspective and stop and, and really evaluate where we are, what we're doing. And if yeah. we're missing something, you know, if we're, if we're not bearing fruit at all, if we're not, if we're not doing anything outward, we have to look at that, figure out why and change that because it's clear multiple times in the new Testament. That's the path to joy. Yeah. And there's nothing better than joy, really, right. especially the joy that comes from Jesus. Right. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. And then your prayer, you say, thank God for promising his joy. Thank God for promising his joy and ask God where you can bear more fruit in your life. Um, as we close, man, would you mind praying that prayer over us today and over uh, all those watching? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, God, you, you are amazing. Um, and for all the things that we think your word says, when we actually read it, we find some pretty cool stuff uh, about you and about your character and the fact that you promise us things like joy and you care about what we desire. And, and that when you expect us to do something to bear fruit, when you expect us to take care of each other or to, to uh, share our grace story or share our experience with the people and try to change lives for the better or help someone, that it's not just because you want us to be busy. It's that because you want us to experience your joy. Yeah. So God, I, uh, I just pray for anyone watching Calvary Alliance Church, your people, your church, all of humanity, God, just show us the path to joy. Open our hearts and minds to the path to joy that's that's found in you and bearing fruit. And that leads us to joy, God. Just soften us. Show us where we can do that. Show us where we can be a part of what you're doing. Um, that's it, God. I lift you, I lift up all of us here at Calvary, anybody listening. And I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Cool, bro. Well, thank you again for this uh, this this devotion. I think that it, at least it led us to some good discussion. And I hope that as people read it, 
that they would continue to reflect on it as well. Uh, yeah. And so thank you for writing. You it. Thank you for uh, joining me on this, this video chat today. Um, I've been missing recording these podcasts with you. And so I was excited about this opportunity today. Yeah, this was cool. I'm glad we did it. So hopefully this will probably be how we do it next week too. So yeah, well, uh, I want to, I definitely want to continue this uh, as necessary. There's, and, and there's plenty of room for a third, third person on the screen. So we got all of these, all these, my, me pointing is not going to do anything. <laughs> there's a bunch of positions that we can fill this place with people. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> you zoned out again. Okay. Did I really need yeah. to solve this? So. <laughs> Whatever. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, I'm going to go ahead and end this thing. That's probably a good place to stop since you keep <laughs> yeah. freezing. All right. Sounds good. Well, I appreciate you, bro. Thank you all, all for right, listening yeah, in yeah. today. And thank you all for you watching. Those of you that did. Be safe. Be safe. Bye.